Welcome to Crossed Over, the show where you hear stories of people who have been transformed by Jesus Christ, who have truly crossed over from death to life. Welcome to Crossed Over, Episode 6. I am Jeff Johnson, the host of Crossed Over, and I am so uh, overjoyed and honored that you have taken the time to listen in or watch, uh, whether you're joining us by YouTube or Rumble or listening to us on podcasts, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, thank you for taking the time to hear uh, stories uh, of people's personal faith in Jesus and how, uh, how they've been changed uh, as they followed Christ. And the theme verse from the Bible for us that has encouraged me and us as we've done these episodes for Crossover comes from John 5, 24. Jesus' words, very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes in him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but is crossed over from death to life. So thank you for joining us today. And uh, we have a special guest, and I'll, and I'll get to our special guest in just a moment. But before we do, I do want to, as we've done the last number of episodes, give a shout out to the River City Church in Vancouver, Washington, and uh, one of our title sponsors. And really, this is a one-way sponsorship. We just want to give them a shout out because we believe in the good work that they're doing for the uh, for the Lord there in the Pacific Northwest, uh, and they have a effort to plant churches in the Pacific Northwest, and they've uh, created a company called Church Plant Coffee that will help to fund some of God's work there in, in the Pacific Northwest. It's called Church Plant Coffee, uh, gospel impact with every sip. And if you happen to just be listening, you can't see what I'm seeing on the screen, what our viewers that watch it are seeing. But uh, the, their website for Church Plant Coffee is simply churchplantcoffee.com. I encourage you, if you love Jesus, you love coffee, perhaps you just love coffee. Support them, uh, churchplantcoffee.com. Also, if you, uh, however you're joining us today, I encourage you to subscribe, to like, to share, continue to listen. Uh, you are the ones that can really help uh, spread the word, word of mouth, share it on social media. The more you share, the more we can uh, encourage people with the good news of Jesus Christ. Okay, well, that leads into our time. It's episode six. As I shared last week with interviewing our student pastor, Jason Mills here at First Baptist. There's a trend in the early portion of our Crossover series is we have shared, um, we interviewed, we have brought on the show the leadership here at First Baptist Church in Kings Mountain, North Carolina, where I serve as mission pastor. And today is no different. Today, we kind of wrap it up with our preschool director. Her name is Jackie Fisher. And we are honored and excited. I'm glad that uh, she's taking the time this morning. Uh, we're recording this morning to be with us this week. So I'm going to bring her in. Jackie Fisher, how you doing? I'm doing great. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing good. It's good to see you. Good. And uh, we're just going to have a conversation today. And I am, I'm glad that, uh, that you've joined us today. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, today, we're going to break barriers. As uh, those of you can see, and maybe you can tell by hearing her voice, my guest today is the first female on the Crossover series, and she is a special friend of mine. She's our preschool director here at the church, as I mentioned, 
Uh, she's married to Dick Fisher. She's the mother of three adult children, uh, Stephen, Crystal, and Cheryl. Uh, and one could say that this is the All My Children episode. I don't know if any of our listeners out there like the soap operas as my mom does, uh, but Jackie Fisher through the years has taken care of all of my children here at the church at some point in time. And uh, so Jackie, thank you for uh, for loving on the kids of our church, but thank you for loving on my kids through the years as well. It's my pleasure for sure. Well, we've brought you on because as our listeners, I hope know, this show is an opportunity where I can have a conversation. I can interview people where they can share about uh, their uh, their story of faith, how they followed Christ, what what God's done in their life. And it's no different for you. You know, we want to have a conversation today with you that, that gives you the chance to share with our listeners uh, really of, of what Jesus means to you, what he's done for you, and how God's changed your life um, when you've crossed over from death to life. So let's let's back up, Jackie, uh, for, for our viewers, for our listeners. Share with us. Now, as you shared with me a little while ago, I wasn't aware of this, but your maiden name is Ballard. And uh, you grew up in our area. We live in the Piedmont of North Carolina. You grew up in the Gastonia area. Share with us a little bit about your childhood. What was it like for Jackie Ballard growing up? Okay. I was born actually in Lancaster, North Carolina. And when I was three years old, we moved to Gastonia, where I lived the rest of my life until I actually went away to college and, and got married and moved away. Uh, it was it was a good childhood. Uh, I had a wonderful mom and dad. Uh, my dad was very strict on us, um, and you didn't do a whole lot other than what he asked you to do because uh, you really didn't want to, um, to have to pay the consequences for that. Uh, I often said, I don't know whether sometimes we respected him out of love, fear, or respect, but either way, he got what he he wanted out of out of us. Um, I am the oldest of three children. I have a sister that's three years younger than I am, and I have a brother that's eighteen years younger than me. So that was kind of an interesting thing when he um, popped into our lives. Um, but I I grew up, you know, like I said, at a good home. Uh, my mom was the spiritual leader of our church. My dad went to church with us for the most part, but he was just there. Uh, didn't really participate. Um, he didn't really go to Sunday school or anything. He would come to worship and, and sit with us, but uh, actually my mom was the one who really uh, took us to church, and I, I've gone as long as I can remember uh, to church. We went we had Sunday school, and back then, I'm telling my age probably, but we had um, training union, which we don't even have anymore. Uh, we had, I was in sunbeams, and a lot of people probably don't even know what sunbeams were, but uh, we went to sunbeams. And uh, then as I was older, I went to GAs and uh, did all the, passed off all the steps, the maiden, lady waiting, uh, queen, queen with the scepter, the whole nine yards i got it um and i was cleaning out at home just a little while a few days ago and found my scepter that i had when i was in gas um but okay, anyway I'm, my childhood I'm, I'm gonna interrupt you there okay because, because i i'm not as familiar what is the scepter for that you got for gas what is that 
it's we had like steps you, you okay. passed off your ga steps and you got um you know we they were like uh you had the maiden lady in waiting queen queen of the scepter queen regent all that it's just steps it's that ga's you can still they don't do it that same way anymore gotcha. but there gotcha. are things that you can pass off and we had big um coronations when everybody all the girls had to wear the white dresses and it was it was a big deal somewhere at home i've got a picture of that i have to bring it let you see it we should but, we, yeah we should have had that ahead of time so yeah. you so you're in you're involved uh, very involved it sounds like in the church for when you were very little um, yes. what was what was it like at home you know i guess your dad worked did your mom work outside the home or just stay home and what was that environment like at the house yeah well mom and dad both worked um and you know outside the home and um of course when we had a lady who came to our house uh, her name was daisy i never will forget she was the sweetest sweetest lady and we loved her and she kept my sister and i uh, when we were little until we uh, were able to go to school and she you know took care of us and she we just we just loved her and um so but with my um with my sisters and and of course my brother wasn't there and our friends, um, we would play, you know, outside at home. And in our backyard, we had this big tree and that seemed to be the gathering place out there in the backyard of that tree. Because uh, believe it or not, I was a very shy, very shy child. Um, I didn't want to go anywhere. I didn't want to, I wanted people to spend the night with me, but I didn't want to go to their house. Um, I did not even, hardly spend the night with my grandparents because I was just that shy and that much of a homebody. Um, to know me now, you probably wouldn't ever believe that, but, but I was a very uh, shy child. Yeah, that's, that's, that's hard for me to believe because, you know, I've known you for the last 20, 21 years, and uh, I never would have guessed that. I think we share that in common, as I've told you in person, that a lot of people don't, that's part of me. When I was younger as well, I was very reserved, very shy, I would always want someone else to see someone else do something before I would even consider consider doing it. Absolutely. Um, so, um, personality, family life. I guess you, know, you shared about your siblings, particularly the uh, very big gap between your youngest sibling. Uh, so, generally, happy childhood for you. Thing, I mean, in your family. Yes, it was. Um, like I said, I had a lot of friends, and we played. We would play kickball and in the street out front of the for our house uh, till dark and they would call us in it wasn't like it is now you know where when our neighborhood it was a lot not much traffic at all we would get out there and play till dark and then mom would call us in and say it's time to come in for dinner so and in, in, you've heard the phrase tomboy would you consider yourself a tomboy were you out there in the dirt playing with the boys and you play oh, kickball no. oh no i was much too shy for that <laughs> I didn't go. I played in the road in front of my house. That was about as far as I went. That was that was your playground, I guess. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And the tree. I can remember. I think that seems like a, a, a something of the past, um, kind of the neighborhood being out playing so much. I can remember being gone all day in my greater neighborhood on mm-hmm. riding my bike. And unfortunately, we don't have that too much these days. No, no. Just had to be careful not to hit the cars that were parked on. If the cars were parked on the road, then you got in big trouble if you hit a car. Big trouble, big trouble. Well, it big sounds tr- like your dad was similar to my father, who was definitely a disciplinarian, and uh, you did not want to cross my dad. And it sounded like your your father was much the same. 
right? And my, my mother was very soft, very mild, very meek, very soft-spoken. She could get you with the look, but I don't ever remember hearing my mother raise her voice to us. She didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. Well, as as we've heard with some of our previous episodes, um, you know, you're not the you're not the only one, and perhaps many that would be listening to this. I know some in our church family. You grew up in in a Christian home, what we consider a Christian family. You were in church, as you shared. You know, from a young age, you were being taught the Bible. You were in Bible study. You were going to church. You're in Sunday school. You're in GAs. You got the scepter. All these things. Um, we know, of course, Jackie, you and I know that just because you're uh, you're in church and just because you grow up in a Christian family, it doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you're baptized doesn't make you a Christian. Uh, those are outward evidences of someone who's followed Christ. So share with, with us and a little bit more about when, uh, how old were you, when, you know, a little bit more of when you followed Jesus in faith. Share with us if you would. Okay, I was actually uh, raised at Unity Baptist Church in Gastonia, where I went, like I said, my whole life until I went to, to college. Um, I was baptized, well, accepted Christ at Vacation Bible School when I was nine years old and was baptized by Reverend Woodall there at Unity. Um, I continued to, to grow. Um, however, when I became a Christian, it was not a big, uh, startling, life-changing, life-altering uh, decision. I mean, I knew what I had done, and I prayed the prayer, and like I said, I was baptized, but there was not a whole lot of real changes because I was what most people would call the good a good girl, you know, home, doing what I needed to do. Um, was I guess I was so shy, and I sure wasn't going to try anything to do anything that would get myself in trouble. Um, so it continued with that until um, I graduated from high school, and then I went away to school, um, to Presbyterian Hospital School of Nursing in Charlotte, and that's when I really um, felt my life change. Uh, I was always um, kind of, you know, was quiet. I was always around people who um, didn't make bad choices, really. Uh, you heard about it, but that was not something that happened in the circle of friends and where I was. But when I went to Presbyterian, uh, it was a totally new experience for me um, because I was living away from home in a dorm, uh, had the freedom to make make decisions that, uh, you know, I always had my mom and dad to, to go to if I had any questions or anything. Uh, and I saw some people who made some bad choices. Uh, my first roommate at Presbyterian's dad was a minister and I thought oh this is wonderful because she and I will hit it off just perfect and we'll be great well was I wrong she kind of you've heard that saying they went wild she kind of went uh, and did some things she shouldn't have been doing uh, with some people she shouldn't have been doing them with and I think she just kind of been had been sheltered so much at home and had the tight reins on her that she just kind of went uh, the wrong way. But uh, anyway, eventually we got a, another roommate, which that worked out very well. But I had to learn to, to look at things and think of things and make my own decisions and pray more than I had ever prayed to keep me 
grounded in what I was needed to learn and to do. Well, let's, let's talk about that for just a few minutes, if, if you're willing. Um, so you're in college, you shared that um, you're shy, you, you're not outgoing, but you're moved away from home for the first time. You're on your own. That can be a very intimidating and a scary thing. So yes. particularly, this happens a lot when you, when a young person kind of grows up in a, in a Christian family. You know, you're right. There's not a tremendous amount of uh, life transformation as far as on the external. Uh, but, right. you know, God really it doesn't mean that God's not working in your life through the years, particularly after you became a Christian. But now you're in college. You know, you mentioned your your prayer life really changed a lot. What what were some of the things that you sensed God, um, how he moved in your life, what, what the ways that he grew you, how he stretched you, how he how he poured himself in your life? What did, during those college years, how did you really see some of your personal growth as far as your faith is concerned? Well, I had to rely on him uh, and, you know, depend on him to, to, to guide me. And I felt his presence with me and I didn't ever feel like I was alone because I know he was always there. Uh, I felt lonely, um, but he, but I, I relied on him and he was always with me. He put some good, uh, Christian girls in my path at school. And so that was really, really wonderful. Um, I had to, when I went over to the hospital to work, the classes, you know, I had to pray about that because that was hard, you know, being away and, and with all the noise in the dorm and stuff, that that took some getting used to it. I had to constantly stay focused uh, in what I was doing. And then when I went over to actually do some clinicals, uh, you know, I was exposed to things and saw things and, you know, being shy, it was a little hard, but I had to pray for, for wisdom and for guidance and for strength to do what I know I was called to do at that time, which was uh, be a nurse and minister to, to those that are sick and in need. Yeah. Well, I think what you share kind of speaks to how how the how the Lord, how God really works in our life. Sometimes it's it's a lot of the internal things that perhaps may not be as evident uh, outwardly, but, um, you know, knowing you even just sharing, it sounds like in a lot of ways you had God to lean on was about the only thing you could lean on uh, that right. became your rock, so to speak. Well, I know Jackie Fisher and many people know you today, but you you shared uh, what maybe a lot of people who met, met you in the last few years don't know is that by trade you you studied to be a nurse. Um, how yes. how long how long did you, uh, you you became a nurse and how long did you uh, serve I guess as a nurse and work as a nurse? Oh mercy! Well, I graduated. I will tell how old I am now. I graduated <laughs> from Presbyterian um, in nineteen seventy one, and I went moved to Virginia then when after I got married. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and then I retired um, about. Oh, about 10 years ago, totally, completely. And those t those years I spent nursing, uh, some at the bedside, some, you know, in a, a, a office 
type capacity, but yeah. still doing working with patients and charts and physicians for all those years. Well, that's uh, I think our nurses are the unsung heroes. Nothing against the doctors, but um, the nurses um, without them, I don't think our hospitals and medical uh, system would work. Um, and totally I think, agree. I think it, you know, just because I know you and I know your servant's heart, uh, it seems that most of the, of the nurses that I have met have had that, that in their spirit, and that's their, their makeup is someone who serves. Well, I know that you are married. Now, I'm not, I don't want to give your husband a big head or anything. But, oh, mercy. Um, <laughs> but, I, but I truly love your husband. Um, Jackie is married to Dick Fisher, and Dick Fisher is by trade an electrician, and many people in our area know him because he, he, uh, he taught here at one of our local schools, a uh, local community college for years and years. Uh, but tell us how you and Dick met and uh, when you guys got married. Share about that. Okay. We went to the same church. Uh, Dick moved there. Or his family moved their membership to Unity Baptist when Dick was seven years old. And, of course, then he was there until, until we got married as well. Uh, so we went to school together. I mean, we went to church together from seven years, since we were children, all the way through. We went to high school together at Hunter Huss High School in Gastonia uh, and graduated the same year. Uh, I always tease him. He's older than me. He's uh, about three months older than me, but I tell him he's the oldest one. <laughs> but uh, so we graduated uh, college. Dick got a job in Richmond, Virginia for the Virginia Power Company, and so he moved on up there when we graduated and I, well, let me back up. He went to Gaston College for two years. Then he moved up to Virginia and I was still in nursing school when he, he moved up there. Now, now tell us the time frame because I know you shared this with me between when you got married and when you moved away. Okay. Well, I graduated from Presbyterian Hospital School of Nursing one Saturday. Um, which was the 7th of December, uh, 7th of August. I got married the 21st of August and moved to Richmond, Virginia uh, the next Saturday. So in three weeks, I had graduated, got married, and moved away from home. Now, remember, I was this shy girl who was always, never went away from home. And here I was leaving my family, all my friends, everything I knew to move to Richmond, Virginia. So many, many who are watching outside who don't live in the Carolinas are listening. Uh, Presbyterian is probably what, an hour and a half from here, perhaps? Uh, probably about an hour, a okay. little over an hour. An hour away to now you're moving. Uh, eight a, hours away. Eight hours away. So God's stretching you. You know, a lot of life change going on. And uh, Dick is working in Virginia. You guys get married. You move there. Uh, share with us, um, uh, in those few years that you guys were in Virginia, how did you see, how did you see God work in you guys, perhaps some of the churches that you were involved in? And I know that God sent some people in your life who really helped you and encouraged you being so far from home. So share with us a little about that. Right. Well, we moved to Richmond, Virginia, um, and I went of course, willingly, because I was married to him. Um, and I knew before I went up there that Dick would do some traveling. 
uh, for the company, which was fine. What I didn't expect was for him to go into work on Monday. Now, remember, we arrived on Saturday. He went to work on Monday, and they wanted to send him out of town the next day. Well, of course, that didn't sit too well with him, and um, I was just scared to death uh, because, number one, I didn't even know where anything was. I couldn't even get myself to the grocery store, um, and uh, I couldn't even drive his car. I did not have a car of my own. We had one car, and it was a straight drive. So needless to say, I quickly had to um, learn to drive a car, find out where things were so that uh, I could go, I could do what I needed to do because he was going to be leaving the next week to go out of town. And in Richmond, I didn't have a job. So um, I made it my business the week he was gone to know where the hospital was and some different places. And I went and found me a job because that was awful. Um, I was, you know, lonely. I didn't know anybody, had no friends. And it was, it was scary uh, being that far away from home. And I couldn't just pick up the phone and call my mother. Um, I mean, I could, but we had to pay for it because it was long distance. So it was none of this cell phones and all that stuff. Though, You know, I couldn't call her very often because that got quite expensive. But that's another time that God stretched me and I had to learn to, to lean on him many a nights. Um, you know, I cried myself to sleep because I was so, um, so lonely. But that's when, you know, he told me, he said, be still, be still and know that I am God. And, I, you know, he took care of me during those times. Um, I was able to get a job, which was wonderful. Uh, it was close to, to where we lived in the apartment where we lived. So that was nice. I wasn't out. I was able to work during the day, which was also wonderful because I didn't have evenings and nights and have to be up there in Richmond, Virginia in the dark um, coming in. So I was so busy at first trying to stay busy so that I didn't have to think and I was just doing whatever. And one, I remember one night he said, just be still, be still. And so that was that was a change. I mean, I knew he was with me, and from then on, it was just like it was different. When I got scared and I felt like I was just gonna, you know, lose it, um, I would just I learned to sit and be still, and I still do that to this day. When you know things get too bad, I just I say, okay, I'm done for a little bit. Let me just sit down and be still. Well, you didn't stay in Virginia. Because obviously nope. you're here in Kings Mountain and, and back to North Carolina. So how did God open the door for you guys to come back to this area? Share with us. Okay, we, we actually moved to Richmond and we were there in Richmond almost a year. Then we moved to Fredericksburg and we were there um, for a few years. Um, during that time, we Stephen was born. Our firstborn was, um, was born and we had joined a church at Spotswood Baptist in, in Fredericksburg. And that was also a wonderful uh, stepping stone for, for all of us, for my husband and for Dick and myself um, during that time, because we met some godly people, some good Christian people who were strong in their faith and very supportive, for, supportive to us. We also met a nucleus of friends. And one thing for, and I'll plug Sunday school here, is we had a Sunday school class that was absolutely awesome. But the interesting thing was, you know, Fredericksburg is close to Washington and Dahlgren and all the different um, 
basis and different things. So everybody, but one couple, there was one couple in our Sunday school class that was from, from Fredericksburg, Virginia. Everybody else was, you know, transit like we were, which really was a nice, nice thing because we all kind of supported and loved on each other. And we were, you know, just like family up there. Um, but anyway, like I said, Steve was born, and then we were home on vacation uh, one year, and Dick, we decided it was time to, to start moving back toward North Carolina. And Dick went and got a job with Cleveland Community College through the process, and uh, we put our house on the market, and we said that was a God thing because he got the job quickly. Our house sold in a week, and we uh, packed up and moved back to, to uh, North Carolina and settled here in Kings Mountain. Well, I'm glad that God opened that door for you to come back to this area. We are too. Well, as we kind of wrap up, um, one, of, one of the things that we've done with, I guess, each of our guests on Crossover is, is I want you in a few moments to share uh, perhaps um, a word of encouragement or challenge to anyone who might be uh, listening to this show, watching the show. Um, there's no doubt in my mind uh, that every person who's who's would consider themselves a believer, a Christian, a Jesus follower, has a story. And I know that many people um, are shy about their story, about how of uh, sharing with other people of what God has done in their life. And thank you for sharing, really, in a lot of ways of how God has been your constant. He's been a rock for you. He is. Um, even in even in the stillness, as you shared, be still and know that I'm God. You know, God is God's had His hand on your life. There's no doubt, and um, I, I'm here to say that I know God's used you and Dick together, um, not only to be godly parents, godly grandparents, and also serving um, in in a church environment, really impacting many future generations. So thank you for for chasing after the Lord with all your heart. So close for us as we kind of wrap up this show and to someone, Jackie, that might be listening, that might be watching this, who might be perhaps even the first time they've watched Crossover, um, share to them a word of encouragement or challenge, whatever God's put on your heart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be quiet and let you um, say what's ever on your mind, on your heart. Okay. Um, the first thing I would tell them, is to to trust um, and don't be afraid to to talk to God and to ask him what you need and then to believe that what he says at, in the Bible is true. You know, what we hear in the Bible is real and true and he will always be there for you. Uh, we just have to sometimes be willing to let him in and to listen to what he has to say. Uh, be still. Be still and know that I am God would be one thing that I would, would tell tell folks, um, you know, because he's, he's there. He always has been and he always will be. But sometimes we're the one who do, don't open the door and let him in and allow him to, to minister to us the way he really wants to and to love us the way he really wants to love us. Another thing I would like to share to parents uh, as an uh, grandmother, as a mother and a grandmother, um, I would encourage parents to to share with their children 
spend time with your children. Uh, set an example for your children. Model your um, Bible study, your prayer life, um, all that model for your children. They're, they're going to learn stuff whether you want them to or not. Uh, and a lot of times they learn what you don't want them to necessarily learn. They're gonna, you're going to hear them repeat what you don't want to hear them repeat. But part of that, I think, is, is growing up. And part, a lot of that, the majority of that, as parents and grandparents, we need to model and we need to teach, teach those children. Um, and the ones who know me know I have a heart for children. Uh, and I always say, I've taught many classes over the years, and one thing I tell them, be sure to tell them that Jesus loves them. And when you're teaching your children, you're talking to your children, you got to keep the main thing, the main thing, and that main thing is Jesus. I couldn't say it any better than that. Um, thank you for that word. Thank you for the word of challenge. Uh, Jackie, one thing that I know we don't have a lot of time to share about that. One thing I'm hearing a lot in people's stories is that a lot of times it was just the mom in the home uh, that led out spiritually. And um, I, I, moms, we're so thankful for godly moms, but uh, I'm, I have a heart for dads that need to step up and really lead out as well in the home. And thank you for challenging both parents, uh, husbands and wives, to not only lead a God example, godly example, but to um, to really model it and teach their kids what's most important, and that's about Jesus. Well, time has flown. It's hard to believe. You know, I think I know. <laughs> uh, time has flown for us, and we're going to wrap this show up. Jackie Fisher, thank you for being on Crossed Over. I hope that down the road when we expand some of the things that we do, uh, even having some theme shows, uh, that we'll bring you back to talk about children's ministry or uh, parenting or something like that. But thank you for being with us and sharing your story. Uh, it's been uh, a joy and an honor to have you on today. Thank you so much. It's certainly been my pleasure. Well, thank you. Well, once again, I'm so grateful that Jackie joined us on episode six of Crossed Over. And as we wrap up this show, I do want to remind you uh, that you play a huge part in getting the word out about Crossed Over. Uh, even though, you know, I know uh, I can only share so much on social media, uh, but the more that you listen, the more that you like our posts, the more that you share it and subscribe. When you subscribe, we can personalize our program. We can uh, do different things with our YouTube channel. We can do more. If you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, go on the ratings, give us a rating, share comments. That helps get the word out about Crossover. I'm excited uh, about um, the future of expanding beyond the leadership of our church and sharing with other individuals who are going to come share their story of faith and how they have crossed over from death to life. And as I close, I'll close like I have closed every episode, and episode six will not be any different. Don't forget, as long as there's breath in your lungs, you have hope, and hope has a name. And as you heard from our guest today, Jackie Fisher shared, the hope that we have is found in the person that is Jesus Christ. And don't miss his words as we've shared at the start of this episode. Uh, Jesus said that if you believe 
um, in him, you hear his word that God will not judge you, but he will come in and give you eternal life and you will cross over from death to life. So Jesus came that you would have life and life to the full. So my final word to you today is that you would fix your eyes on Jesus. Until next time, take care.